Good morning and uh, welcome to sociology here. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about um, what is sociology? What exactly is sociology? Um, what are the components of sociology? Um, who were some of the founding fathers? What are some of the theories that are involved with this? And so to understand sociology is really to understand society. Um, so that is what is what makes this interesting um, as we move along is, you know, understanding how sociology moves and how we adapt and how we interact um, as individuals. So essentially this, sociology is a study of human social relationships and institutions. Uh, it, its subject matter is very diverse. Um, it, can um, it can range from crime to religion, uh, from family to the state, from divisions of race to social class, shared beliefs of a common culture, um, social stability, radical change in whole societies. Um, so this is a really an exciting and illuminating field of study that analyzes and explains important matters in our personal lives, our communities, and the world. So at a personal levy, level, sorry, at a personal level, sociology investigates the social causes and consequences of romantic love, racial and gender identity, family conflict, uh, deviant behavior, aging, religious faith. Um, at the societal level, however, sociology examines and explains matters like crime and law, poverty and wealth, prejudice and discrimination, uh, urban community, social movements. At the global level, sociology studies such phenomena um, as population growth and migration, war and peace, economic development. So again, sociology is such a broad field that that everybody should have some kind of immersion into sociology, okay? So we, with that being said, we either have what we call the macro level um, or the micro level studying. So micro level study is small groups, individual interactions. Uh, macro level is it looks at trends among large groups and large societies, okay? So a lot of times we, we see a difference and people often lump this together where you have sociology and culture lumped all into one thing and really in all reality culture is just a subsection of sociology so the term culture refers to groups shared practices values and beliefs so culture encompasses a group's way of life um, so that would be your normal everyday routine or routine of a whole group okay so we start to think about studying sociology sociology in what we call the sociological imagination so this is c wright mills C. Wright Mills um, says, you know, hey, what we do here, um, there's an awareness of a relationship between a person's behavior and experience and the wider culture that's involved. So using sociological imagination, it's being able to go from just not being just black or white, but the gray side of things, being able to look at both sides of things. OK, and so the another important side of this is covering social facts. Uh, these are laws, morals, values, religious beliefs, customs fashions, um, rituals, and a bunch of different things that govern social life, okay? So social facts is one thing that sociologists are, are very, very worried about um, and are very worried about studying. So the history of sociology is kind of, kind of interesting. I mean, we have these very core group. However, in the 13th century, um, there was a Chinese historian that first recognized social dynamics um, as an underlying component um, of of history of, of how the country was developing. However, it wasn't until the late 1700s that Augusta Comte 
um, who's the father of sociology, um, you know, coined the term sociology. Uh, and he basically looked at, looked at this from a scientific area and social patterns, and he said, hey, this is positivism, okay? So his described philosophy, um, he, he, kind of, he kind of put this together and said, you know, that we can study, um, believe that social scientists um, can work towards a better society. He, um, he held that once scholars identify the laws that govern society, sociologists could, sociologists could address problems such as poor education and poverty. So he looked at how we could make a positive change. So anytime you hear the word "comped," you think of positivism, okay? Um, and then what we see is we break right down into Marx, okay? And so immediately Karl Marx comes along, oh, about 20 years later, um, you know, or about 10 years later from, from Comte and says, all right, here's the deal. You know, this, this isn't true. Um, this is... I'm going to reject what he said about positivism. I believe that society grows and changes as a result of struggles um, of different social classes over the means of production. Um, so anytime you hear Marx, you think struggle, okay? You think, um, you think communism, because he wrote the book Communist Manifesto. And so that's something just to relate there. Um, another very um, influential sociologist was Herbert Spencer. Um, there's George Simmel, but then we get to Emil Durkheim, okay? Emil Durkheim then looked in it, at this and, and as a formal academic discipline. He said, hey, you know, we can really do this um, and, and start kind of understanding sociology as an academic discipline because he saw that it was really related to the social facts. And so Durkheim believed that, that sociologists could study um, objective social facts um, and understand society a lot more than that. So Durkheim was the next big step, okay? Then we saw George Herbert Mead, and he came along again. It was kind of those late 1800s, and uh, he was a philosopher and sociologist. Um, he focused on the ways in which the mind and the self were developed as a result of the social process. Um, so he came up with the terms and coined the term significant others and generalized others. And then we get to the final big one here, um, which was really the last big push during that that late 1800s, early 1900s mark there was Max Weber. OK, Max Weber, German, um, German sociologist. Um, he introduced the concept of Verschien. OK, Verschien. And, and this is a German word that means to understand in a deep way. So he thought, you know, in in seeking Verschien, um, outside observers could, in reality, um, view the social world. Um, and they could in, in, they could view either an entire culture, they could involve, uh, in, in view a small setting. Um, and so he was also very anti-positivism. Um, and he came up with quantitative and qualitative analysis in sociology. So quanta, quantitative uh, sociology uses statistical methods, while qualitative um, seeks to understand by doing like in-depth interviews, focus groups, um, analysis of content sources, those types of things, okay? So very theoretical perspectives, we move right into that. Um, you know, I think we're all very familiar with what a theory, a hypothesis, some of those paradigms, some of those different things. And so 
we're not going to we're not going to beat a dead horse in that sense. But the theoretical perspectives that we really need to understand, uh, we really need to understand functionalism. We need to under which is structural functionalism. Okay, and so this is a macro or mid level type of analysis. And what we're going to focus on here is the way each part of society functions together to contribute to the whole. Okay. Um, so we're worried about dynamic equilibrium. We're worried about um, social institutions. We're worried about function. We're worried about um, social facts. We're worried about manifest and latent functions. Okay. So manifest functions are the consequences of a social process. Latent functions are unsought consequences. Um, so those are the things that we're worried about when we get to structural functionalism. Conflict theory is a macro level, okay, so macro level, and this is the way inequalities contribute to social differences and perpetuate differences in power, okay? So that is something that we, we looked at a little bit more um, with the conflict theory. So again, when we think conflict, we think Marxism, okay, so Marxism is related to, directly to the conflict theory, con communist conflict, you name it, okay, it's right, right in there. Um, so Weber also kind of agreed with with Marx in this sense, and so he was he would be fitting along this. Um, you know, Samel also thought this. Uh, so they're all going to kind of fit along that conflict theory line. Okay, and so then the last one is the symbol uh, symbolic interactionism, and this is a micro level of analysis. Okay, so the, again, this is micro level, so this is going to be. Uh, more of the small group. So this is the one-on-one -on -one interactions and communication. So symbolic interaction, um, this, this focus on relationships among individuals within a society. Uh, so this is something that uses um, dramaturgical analysis, okay? So constructivism, um, this is George Herbert Mead to, to in a nutshell, okay? Um, we have moved forward as far as our sociological theories go. We're going to talk about those more later. Um, so that just kind of wraps up chapter one in a nutshell here. Um, it gives you a little bit of idea of where we're going, um, a little basis of where we're going with, with sociology. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I will post um, some, some chapter two podcasts here uh, within the next few days as well. Have a great day.